What's going on, Chuckleheads? I am Carlo Guadagnino. This is the Dingo Talk Alumni Tour. Very special edition of the Dingo Talk Alumni Tour because it's homecoming weekend. So welcome back, everybody. Don't forget, if you're in Chambers or in town, first 10 people in, get a free breakfast sandwich on me. Um, our guest this week, Charlotte Chambers, class of 1961. Charlotte's going to tell us everything about her time growing up in Bethany, choosing to go to Bethany College, uh, getting married to her husband, Bob Chambers, them having an experience in Germany, and of course, Chambers General Store. Uh, without further ado, I'm going to let Charlotte tell her story. So, Charlotte, take it away. You want to know by now. Chuckleheads, I am Carlo Guadagnino. This is the Dingo Talk Alumni Tour. My guest this week is Charlotte Chambers, class of 1961. Uh, happy homecoming to those that are back. Uh, make sure you stop into the Chambers General Store this weekend. Say hello to Harry. Maybe see Mrs. Chambers doing her thing around, around the store. Also, stay tuned for the first break. We'll have a brand new commercial of exciting things that we're going to be doing here at Chambers General Store. But... Mrs. Chambers, and I will call her that through, I didn't even feel comfortable in the intro saying calling you Charlotte Chambers. If you miss, this is Mrs. Chambers, and if you call her anything else, I'll fight you. <laughs> so, Mrs. Chambers, you born and raised, grew up, grew up here in Bethany. Born and raised in Bethany, only away for 18 months when Bob served in Germany. Other than that, I've had a life in Bethany, and some might say it's boring, but I found it a wonderful life. Bethany is a great place to be, a great place to grow up and raise a family and so on. So how did your parents decide on Bethany? Why was this the... Well, back in 1936, my father was a coal miner down in Monongalia County, and he was hurt in the mine. And so... Um, after he got out of the hospital, he knew that mining was out for him, so he went to business college. Uh, there was a professor from the university named P.D. Strasbaugh, and he and B.R. Weimer from Bethany College were collaborating on a freshman biology textbook. So they went back and forth from Bethany to Morgantown and worked together. And one day, Dr. Weimer was in Morgantown, and um, he said, we really need an accountant at Bethany College. Dr. Strasbaugh said, well, I have a young man living in my garage apartment with his wife, and I think he would do you a good job. I'll introduce you. So he did that. My dad came up here for the interview and decided on, I was offered the job, decided to come, and he came alone. Uh, gonna live in a room somewhere till my mother till I could find a place for my mother to come. I wasn't on the scene yet, and so um, he was very very lonesome. He absolutely hated being by himself. So one evening he was walking down by the store, and Mr. Chambers came out. Um, I picture him with his white apron because he always had a white apron on when I was a kid, and my dad said to him. Um, do you know of any place I could find a room to rent so I could bring my wife to Bethany? And he said, um, and this was always my dad's joke, Mr. Chambers said, is she pretty? <laughs> and my dad said, well, I think so. And he said, you come back tomorrow. I'll see what I can do. So he came back the next day, and the Chambers offered him a room in their upstairs. 
they put a hot plate in there and uh, so my mom came back with him the next weekend and they lived in that room until they could find something else which ended up being a room over the store and uh, then later on we're able to get one of the houses row houses below the church mm -hmm. but uh, my mother became very good friends with mrs chambers they were always friends and so you know they've always been friends of the family and i eventually married their middle sons <laughs> <laughs> so how does that you guys just hung out a lot during that time you guys were very you and you and mr chambers were well no just uh not exclusively or anything till we were in high school we then did started going out on dates and stuff but uh before that bethany was a fun place we rode bicycles up and down pendleton street uh at, in the evenings we would go up to the schoolhouse where there was a really neat playground with a ball field mm -hmm. we all played softball all the kids in the block and uh, it was just a fun place to be and uh, it was a good place to grow up. There were kids all up and down Pendleton Street and all throughout the town, but that was my main thing. That was your street. That's where we lived. And I lived on the college end, Bob lived on the other end. So um, anyway, it was just a great place, a fun place to grow up. When you, you said to you went to, you would have gone to grade school all the way through high school up at what is now the Hurl Center. Hurl Center was the Bethany School from first grade through uh, senior high school. Uh, the first four grades were on the main floor. Mm -hmm. Then the high school was on the top floor and the bottom floor, which encompassed the gym, the shop, and the home room for the high school kids. Now the way it looks now is that there, there's obviously been changes made to what what Bethany School would have looked like, or is it still pretty similar to? Very very similar. Um, it's very, uh, I was so pleased when the college made it into, were able to make it into an educational center because it's lovely. Mm -hmm. And um, I think they've utilized the library and the science room, which were high school rooms at the time. And uh, so it, it's, it's just uh, a really good thing the way it all turned out, I think. Although we all miss Bethany School, it was a <laughs> wonderful little school. When, and I don't want to give too much away, but you, you do make a return to Bethany School after. But, right. So you, you graduate from Bethany High School and college. There was a college right down the street. Down the street. <laughs> well, as every kid, I guess, or a lot of kids, wanted to, I need, wanted to go away, for, away for, to college. But my father said, this is a fine school. You'll not get a better education anywhere else. And this is where you will go. And I said, being an only child, I said, okay, <laughs> I always did. And, uh, but I said, how about that I live in the dorm? Because I really wanted a college experience. And I felt if I stayed at home, I wouldn't get to know the kids. And, you know, it would just be a better thing to uh, be able to live in the dorm. He said, fine. So I moved into Phillips Hall and mm -hmm. lived there for my freshman year. And so this being the homecoming episode, what would home, what was homecoming like for you, you know, through, so we'll go high school years and then when you got to Bethany? Well, it was always fun because floats were gorgeous. Um, sororities, fraternities, groups of all kinds would work for weeks. They borrowed, they, each one of them had a farmer who would, they conned into loaning them their farm wagon. And we, everybody had a garage somewhere that we, 
uh, con someone into letting us <laughs> uh, put the put the wagon so that we could work nights. And you did chicken wire and crepe paper, and they turned out beautifully. And uh, so, as a kid, I loved watching the homecoming parade. And then, as a student, I had to help make the floats, and it was just a real nice event. There was usually a very nice formal dance that evening, mm -hmm. and uh, lots of people came back. And it was it was a very very nice event. And my parents, uh, as as did there was no motel in Bethany at that time, and so people in town could make a little extra money by renting rooms to like parents mm -hmm. coming back or former grads that came back, and so that always happened at our house. One one of our rooms or two of our rooms would be rented out for homecoming weekend for people, and usually it was the same people, so you knew them, and it was a nice. Which probably to some people now it probably sounds like a crazy idea that you would rent out a room. To yeah, you just. Yeah, but that, that's what you did, and it gave you a little extra money, and it was just a very nice thing. So academically, what was Bethany like when you were, as a, like your student life experience? Well, um, it was very interesting. I cried when I first got, when I got my first grades, because I was used to all A's in high school. Bethany High School was not easy. They had very good students, uh, very good teachers and uh, very strict teachers and we learned we learned well but uh, going to freshman uh, I ended up with all C's my first grading period but that was horrible as far as I was concerned but I felt that you know it was a, an excellent program I went learning going to be a nurse that was my whole plan I uh, took one course in freshman biology to cure that <laughs> and uh, then I got to thinking and I always played school I'd always loved school and I thought so I then uh, went into education and we had a wonderful professor by the name of Margaret Matheson who if you were a Bethany major or an elementary major in Bethany College during that time she was the person that you, your go-to person. Mm -hmm. She taught all the methods courses, supervised all the student teachers, and was very great. She did a, did a great job. Uh, I really, really appreciated her. Still do. And then, so socially, because you, I know you, you were a member of FIMU. Right. But what would, what was social life like for you, especially you know, as a woman on campus, um, at a different time? It's not. You had to be checked in, checked out. You there was, I believe, there was an a, an hour rule, right? You had to be home by nine thirty. Uh, freshmen had to sign out every evening if you were gone, and you only had limited choices. It was library or meetings, something like that, or a class. There mm -hmm. weren't too many evening classes at the time, but uh, but you had to have a specific location. You couldn't just sign out. You you, you had to say where you were going, and you had to be back at nine thirty. And uh, there was someone in charge and someone looking for you if you weren't if there. If you weren't there. Uh, the other thing that was kind of interesting, the gym was what is now the art center. Mm -hmm. And so we would have our gym classes over there. And it was you did not wear shorts on campus. So if we, we could dress in our rooms for gym, but we had to wear a trench coat from Phillips to the gym. To the gym. Mm -hmm. And it was not proper to have... Uh, Shorts, shorts, shorts on campus. No, that was not that. Uh, freshmen, when freshmen entered, there was sorority. The Greek organizations pretty much monopolized the uh, social life mm -hmm. in Bethany. Um, it, 
was all planned around what they did. And there were teas when you got here at first, so you went to all the sorority houses. And it, they were in the afternoon. So it was a proper thing to wear hats and gloves. So I, you know. Hats, hats and gloves. Hats and gloves when we went to the tea. And. Um, now, would that be the same going to like, like lunch or the, when you went to the dining center? You were. No, uh, we didn't have to wear hats and gloves there, but the men and women ate separately. Uh, the, the men's uh, dining hall was the top of. Uh, what is the commons now? We mm -hmm. called it the Bethany House. Okay. And that room was an absolutely gorgeous dining room. It's a beautiful lounge it now. Is. And the women's uh, dining hall was the basement of uh, Phillips. And I assume it's Renner 2. Renner 2, yes. Yeah. And the kitchen was there. The meals were prepared there. And on Sunday, it was dress up. Uh, you had tables, you had a head of your table. If you wanted something, you told the head the head person on your table who talked to your waiter, and and you know you were just taught really wonderful manners, mm -hmm. and this was expected, and it, nobody thought anything of it. Girls ate separately from the guys. You know, if you wanted to eat with your boyfriend, you had to go to the beehive, which is what is it today? The was boom? What are the boomers? So Greek life, you said Greek life dominated a lot of the social aspect. What, why, I guess, did you decide on Fine You? How did, and did, was that something going in that you wanted to be a part of Greek life? Oh, certainly. Uh, you watched it. Uh, life was different in those days in that all the fraternities and uh, sororities had houses down in Bethany, which made uh, the, the uh, seeing the college kids so much more... Uh, we, you just saw them all the time because they were coming and going from their homes. The Alpha C's lived in what is now the Deal home okay. beside the post office. The KD's, there was a KD, Kappa Delta sorority at that time, and they were where the Alumni Center is. The Zetas were where um, the uh, apartments are on Main Street. And then the Fimus had a home down on Ross Street, sort of across from the new KA house. Okay. And um, so our home, uh, anyway, when I went to school, I knew all the Alpha C's because I lived right down the street from them. So I thought Alpha C was probably where I would be interested in going. But after you get to school, you find, you know, you see who, uh, who you feel most comfortable with. And uh, it turned out for me to, to be the five years. So um, I did a pledge find you. And we were the first group to move onto campus. Okay. Because our home uh, was probably in the worst shape of any of them. And so the college offered us half of Harlan Hall. It was a new dorm at the time. Really seemed like a good deal. Mm -hmm. And so we moved, to, the five years moved to Harlan. Probably, I'm not sure, I was trying to think what year. Probably I would say, in the 1960, okay. I would guess, because I remember at least a couple of years of the house down here in town, and then we moved up to, I never stayed in the five house. And then that, just, you guys kind of were the snowball effect for the rest of... Right, and that was the, the hope. The college, I think, eventually did wanted everybody. want everybody together on campus. So we, we were the first, and then later on it all moved to, to Greek Hill. Well, and not only did you, you had, you had Mr. Chambers obviously lived on the other end of town. You had Mr. Hoffman. Right. That lived, who were some of the other people that, that kind of were part of that, that old Bethany 
the crew. Well, none of them are still around. Let's see. Those two are the only, the only two maybe that, that I can that I think anyone would know that there was uh, uh, Reuben H. Eliason was the head of the education department at that time. His daughter Sonia was mm -hmm. in our group. There was a gal named Molly who lived where the main apartments are across from the post office. Um, there were some kids on Main Street, uh, and then uh, so I would say mostly that's that's about that it. Was the, and the Schwarzfeggers, where you, yeah. you guys were. Well, the Schwarzfeggers were from West Liberty, really. Oh. Um, they I did not know them until uh, later on, until I was an adult, and then uh, Russ and Jean moved to Bethany, and he became the coach at Bethany High School. Mm. And actually, I was a senior, and he was a brand new. Uh, teacher in the uh, as a coach and the history teacher to this day he still calls me his cheerleader because I was a cheerleader <laughs> when he came to Bethany to to uh, coach so anyway at 90 and 80 it works out pretty well <laughs> I would say so and, and I think that's a good place we'll take a break right here we're gonna send it to our brand new commercial for homecoming specifically if you're in town um, and you're back for for this weekend make sure you stop down to chambers for breakfast sandwich uh, the dollar sandwiches, I don't know what the lunch, I'm sure we, Harry will come up with a special or two, I would, I would imagine. It's uh, Friday and Saturday, uh, not open on Sunday, Saturday they close at noon. Um, but if Chambers doesn't have it, you don't need it. And without that, other than that being said, from the catacombs here in Chambers General Store, I am Carla Guadagnino, this is Charlotte, Mrs. Chambers, class of 1961, and we'll be right back. You're watching another exciting episode of the Dingo Talk, the homecoming edition, with special guest, 1961 graduate, Charlotte Chambers. Happens to be my mother. Hope you enjoy the rest of the episode. Wish uh, all the homecoming people a good, safe homecoming. Good luck to all the homecoming candidates. Whoever won, you deserved it. We're proud of all of you. While you're in Bethany, make sure you stop in the store for a daily lunch special, breakfast sandwiches all day, try out the biscuits and gravy, guaranteed it'll fill you up. And also look for our new burnt orange chambers. If we don't have it, you don't need it t-shirts. And our psychedelic green third edition Bethany Mushroom Capital of the World t-shirts. Now back to you, Dingo. What's going on, Chocolates? I am Carla Guadagnino. This is the Dingo Talk Alumni Torp. My guest this week, Mrs. Chambers, class of 1961. We left off. We were talking about social life and, and whatnot. We talked about a little bit about the education. And during the break, we were talking about how uh, during your time here, there was a lot of kids or students that came in as, as ministers. And, and they would go around the local area and, and, and preach. Yes, Bethany had... Uh quite a few uh, very scholarly minister professors. Mm -hmm. uh, Lester McAllister, Richard Kenny, uh, Osborne Booth, they all have written wonderful books mm -hmm. uh, in their field, and they were the professors that taught ministers to be ministers, or do, the, do their uh, pre-ministerial training here, and then they would move on to Yale or wherever for their uh, to California to their divinity school and there's whatever their seminary that they whatever the seminary they chose yes uh, so and many times I I would count the church 
and think how difficult it must be to be a minister of this church because you're preaching to probably six to eight ministers every Sunday uh, or in the congregation. And, well, and that goes back to what Alexander wanted originally. Yes. Right? Correct? It was to it was to breed preachers for the for the disciples. To train to train ministers uh, for the disciples as, as he was beginning the movement, yeah. Uh, so Bethany did carry that on. Uh, I don't know. I would guess we still have students that go on to seminaries. Mm -hmm. And it's wonderful that our president is a disciple minister as well as her husband. And uh, so I don't know exactly how much that goes on at this time, but I know it was a very prominent thing. Yeah. When you said earlier during the break about how even the, the, the choir students, there was credits to go down and, and, and sing on Sunday, and the, the music professor was in was the organist. George Hopewer, a wonderful musician, was the church organist, directed the choir, and you got an hour's credit if you went to the sun in the church choir on Sunday morning. So it was pretty neat. And uh, there was a great connection with the church in those years. Mm -hmm. So, from that, we were talking about tradition. There's one that doesn't matter when you came through Bethany. We're all connected by one big test. And before the show, you and I spoke on how important this test is, not only for Bethany students, and we hope that they continue to do it, but it's important to, to prove that you did learn something through, through your time and can actually communicate what you learned through that time. We're talking about comps. Senior comps, yeah. So what was 1961, what were senior comps like? Well, we had a reading period, and um, the li current library was brand new that year. And I staked out claims to one of the carols in the back, <laughs> and every morning I would get up and go to that carol and study for a week. Mm -hmm. And um, then, of course, the, the written comps and the orals. And um, I... Uh, you went to your comms and then you waited for what a day, two days before you got the word via the mail from the registrar's office how you had done on your comms. If you passed, if you got distinction, if you failed. Very rarely did anyone fail. They were well prepared. Mm -hmm. And um, so it was a very sad thing if that happened, but it didn't. I can't even remember it happening to anybody I knew. But, uh, Anyway, um, that was a big change from today. I think it's wonderful today how everybody waits outside. The celebration. And it's, a, it's a very nice celebration. I think the comps make Bethany's degree worth even more than some degrees mm -hmm. because of that final uh, examination that you have to take. And that's because you have to be able to, anybody can take a test for four years, pass your classes, and go out into the field. What, comp, what comps give the Bethany student the leg up is one most interview processes are going to be like that you're going to be in front of two or three people that are asking you questions two it gives it gives the people that work their tails off to educate you in this field that satisfaction of yes they they got it they might not have always they might, might not have always been easy but they got it um, and that's where the importance does lie. And there's the pride in actually doing it yourself. That you accomplished it. Absolutely. I, I would hate very much to ever see Comps leave Bethany. I think it's just a wonderful tradition. So 
we, we talked about it at the beginning of the episode. There was 18 months where you were not in back. Right. Um, so first, when do you and Bob, Mr. Chambers, get married? Um, in 1961. I graduated in uh, May. We were married in July. Okay. Uh, I had lost my father in March. He uh, was an avid golfer and was a coach. At, he was the accountant for the college and the coach at, uh, of the golf team. And uh, First took, ever golf coach. Was he really? He was. I looked back through. The, I, did, I did. I did. Harry gave me a little tidbit, so I had to look. He's the first ever golf coach here, by the way. Okay, well, he loved his golf boys. Took them out for the first time on March 5th of 61. Walked up to the first hole and died of a heart attack. And um, so the only thought, the only good thought about it was that he was, that was the place that he was the most happy mm. ever, was on the golf course. He just loved golf. So anyway, uh, I had lost, we had lost him, but we went ahead with, with the wedding. Uh, it had been planned. He knew it. He had given permission as fathers should, you know. And so we were married in July of 1961. And um, then uh, I taught uh, one year in Steubenville, Ohio. Then there was an opening in first grade at Beth Little Weapons School. And so not enjoying the winter drive to Steubenville, I applied for it and got it. And never worked harder in my life than that year. <laughs> First graders in that day did not have kindergarten. So you not only had to teach them how to uh, read and write, you had to teach them to hold a pencil. Mm -hmm. You teach them all the things that, all they, the now things learn. that they learn in kindergarten. Yeah. So anyway, it was a very great learning experience for me as well as the little ones. But I enjoyed it. And then he was drafted in 1963. So... Um, he was went to he became a uh, was stationed in Munich, Germany, as a military policeman. After of course his basic and his advanced training, and I was fortunate enough to get to go with him. Mm -hmm. So we lived in Munich. Uh, I went in September, resigned my teaching position, and went in September. We were there all through 1964. Then came back in early 1965. Now, did you work in while you were in Munich? No, I didn't. Okay. Uh, I, we, we just enjoyed our time there. It, Munich is a wonderful city, uh, beautiful. The Germans are just such nice people, and their homes are lovely with flowers and so forth. And, of course, Bob was a PFC, so we had to live on the economy. Mm -hmm. And we rented a room from a lady whose husband was an SS officer for Hitler. And it was the home was located right down the road from the Grafessern, which was Hitler's headquarters. Yes. And so that was very fascinating in itself. We spent a lot of time sightseeing and uh, looking at it. Thankfully, the churches in Munich were not destroyed during mm -hmm. the war. And we'd get on a streetcar on Sunday afternoon and go look at churches downtown. It was, it was just a beautiful city. And we did do a little bit of traveling. We went to Garmisch and to Austria over Allegal. Uh, not I went to Frankfurt one, one trip. So it, it was a great experience. We both would never have traded it. And then that 18 months ends, and you come back in 1965. Came back in 65 with uh, our older son. He was born over there. And uh, so then second son was born in 65. And uh, when he went to kindergarten, I did some subbing. 
then there was a fourth grade job open at Bethany School when he went to first grade. And so I did take that job and uh, then taught for about 30 years in Bethany School. Ended up, uh, when third grade became available, I dropped down there and I taught the last 15 years of my teaching. I taught third grade in the same classroom that I went to third grade. <laughs> so you had your, that was the completion of Complete your... Complete circle, yeah. yeah. Um, so when, when, you, when you and Bob come back, was the plan always to run the store, or what, was, what did Bob want to do? What did you guys want to do? You wanted to teach. I wanted to teach uh, after the boys went to school, of course. And his dream was to farm. And his mother, in the meantime, had purchased a farm, the old family farm from an uncle that had, uh, the widow of an uncle that had passed away. So Mrs. Chambers had purchased the farm. So he looked around but then at other farms, but then decided that he would farm that one. So he built a dairy barn, and for 20 years we milked, he milked cows. And uh, he would milk cows in uh, morning and night, and in between, uh, he would milk till approximately 11, and then come to the store and work till 6, come home, have dinner, then go back to the barn and milk till 10. And um, so it worked out well because Bill was, his brother Bill was mm -hmm. here to run the store and their mother, they were taking care of the store at the time. And uh, everything went along fine until Bill became ill and uh, Bob had to spend more, much more time here. And when he did pass, when Bill passed away, um, then of course Bob was here full time. Luckily our two boys were then able to run the farm uh, before school and after school. And uh, then when the youngest son, when Harry was ready to go, the day before Harry was ready to leave for WPU, we sold the cow, the cows left. And that was the end of the dairy farm. But we had 10, 20 wonderful years of raising boys on the farm, and I've never regretted it. And, and if, if my historian, if I can quote him correctly, Harry, uh, your, the milk that was from the farm was what the college used? No. No, it was not the... No, they, they were, the, the health department was very, very strict about that. Okay. They said, if we ever catch you selling milk in the store, we will can it instantly. Okay. So, no, it, the milk was shipped to, to MMI, which is a, a dairy cooperative. It, it was never used. Okay. We used it in our home. Yeah. The kids loved to drink it. And it was unpasteurized with full draw milk, so it couldn't go anywhere but to to a co-op. Co yeah, the milk truck came every two days and picked up the milk. Took it. So when, while you're teaching, and Bob's now here full time, and Harry and Rob are running the, the farm, mm -hmm. when when did you stop teaching? In uh, ninety in nineteen ninety eight, I developed vision problems. And um, so, therefore, it was very difficult to teach. I wasn't seeing well, mm -hmm. and so I had to retire. And that started me on my fourth career. I think I've had four careers in my <laughs> life. Uh, when I was the secretary, when I graduated from high school, I became secretary to the dean of students at the mm -hmm. college. I worked for Bob Preston, who was a wonderful dean of students at the college. And he had a regular secretary whose husband was a student. So she would come in September, work all through, and I would be her assistant. Then she would go home to New Jersey, I would work all summer, then she would come back. We just alternated. So I enjoyed that. I loved being his secretary. It was a great job. 
Uh, so I did that. Then uh, I was a mom. I considered that a That's good a full-time job. And then, I, and then I taught for 30 years in Bethany School, which I loved. Then after I had to, to retire, uh, it became necessary for a decision to be made with the store. Bill had passed away. Mrs. Chambers was very ill. And were we going to sell it or buy it? So we ended up purchasing, we all made an offer to the family and we purchased the store in 1992. And uh, so then I became the store owner, janitor, cashier, <laughs> whatever needed done. Bob and I did it ourselves. And it, it was fun, you know, it was a 24-7 job, though, lots of work. And with our wonderful niece, Laura, who mm -hmm. was our cashier. And uh, so that lasted then until um, we had always told our boys that you can always come back home if you wish. We will provide you a place to live. We will provide you all the food you want to eat. We cannot offer you the salary you're making out in the world. And uh, so Harry, after 20 years, in 15 or 20 years, I forget. 15, I think? I think it was 15. Uh, to the day almost. Yeah, it was very, um, so, like, eerily right. Yes. Uh, he chose to come back, and that was a wonderful thing, as far as we were concerned. And his dad told him if he ran the store for 10 years, it could be his. And he did do that, and it is now, belong it now belongs to him, Beverly. And it all worked out very, the timing worked out mm -hmm. very well. And um, Bob was amazing at giving and handing over the reins. I always thought it might be very difficult for him, but it wasn't. He he enjoyed sharing it. He enjoyed teaching Harry and enjoyed watching Harry make changes. So it was just a good thing. Well, and we'll say he retired, but Bob, I don't think Mr. Chambers ever stopped moving. Every time I saw him, he was covered in paint. He was covered in drywall, he was covered in, in a ladder here, a bucket over here. And that was it. He loved fixing. And uh, so that was his desire after Harry took over the store. He just wanted to do maintenance. Mm -hmm. And he enjoyed doing that, fixing apartments and, and uh, doing all those things that he had built up before. And that he considered the apartments his retirement. And uh, so he enjoyed doing that. It just worked out really well. It couldn't have worked out better. No, it seems like it seems like it all kind of yeah. it, it all had a place to fall in, and everything. Well, went. The timing worked out well for it because he was young enough to be of help to Harry at the time, and uh, and by the time Harry was ready to take over fully, then Bob was ready to give up and do other things. You know, so it worked out well. So, uh, the last question I normally ask, and I guess this would get a completely different perspective for, for the first time since Jack was on the show. Um, if you were telling somebody, somebody watching this at home, what what about Bethany? Why Bethany? Why should people want to come to Bethany? Why, why come to our little corner of Brook County? First of all, I think it's wonderful that you're doing this. Thank you. I think it reminds people of about Bethany and probably hopefully brings back memories um, and I have truly there, there are kids who come to Beth, who came to Bethany I've seen them come they stayed a week and they left they absolutely couldn't stand it uh, even a day I've seen a couple uh, take off in a day but students that spend four years here 
absolutely love it. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think it's the personal nature of the place. I think it's the beauty of the place. Bethany is a beautiful place to be. And um, I think it's, uh, I always felt that the uh, individual attention that you get in a small school like Bethany is good. Mm -hmm. uh, liberal arts education is a great education to have under your belt. You can do anything with it. Um, I had student teachers from Beth. I felt that I got a good education myself in the education department, and I had student teachers from Bethany that did a great job. And uh, I just think the beauty, the personal nature of it all, the um, good education that you get, the quality education that you get, is something. And there are the people who finish here in four years, they, they love it, and a lot mm -hmm. of them don't want to leave, right, Carla? <laughs> Some of us do. We got, we got bit by the bug and never left. That's right, and you're not the only one that is out of here. And, um, and I've never regretted being here. No. I really haven't. No, it's, a, it is, it's one of those places, and it's almost cliche to say you know, it's the, that you fall in love with the place because of its beauty and everything, but it's, it's more than that. There's oh, just yeah. something about the, the and you, I think you touched on all of them, the, person, the personality of the town, the characters that you meet throughout the town. The good, the wonderful people, the, the stray cats, the, the deer that run across at the most inopportune times. I mean, there's just, it's, it's almost, everybody just, it, we are a community here. And it isn't a boring place. No. Because every year we get a new group of people, uh, with professors and students, and uh, it's just a, a, a neat place to be. Well, I want to thank you for taking the time to sit down with me. Um, it was a pleasure. I, I, I learned a lot that I didn't. I heard Harry tell some stories, but it was nice to clarify some things. Well, thank you for inviting me. Absolutely. And um, I hope to see Homecoming this year, and uh, hope lots of people can come back this year. Last year was very difficult. With so it not being. Let's, let's hope for a better year this year and much more fun for everyone. And if you are going to be in town, since we, we, were, we were airing this Thursday at 10 a.m., if you're going to be in town Friday or Saturday, or you're here Thursday and you're watching, make sure you stop into Chambers. Uh, the first 10 people that come into Chambers, we're going to and tell Harry that you're a chucklehead. We're going to give you a breakfast sandwich on the show. Um, but you also, you know, you should get yourself a T-shirt. You should stop in and say hello to the Chambers if you, if you have, have ever been to Bethany, because I, I've always said if you... Came to Bethany, you didn't go to Chambers, you didn't actually come to Bethany, it's impossible. You it used couldn't. to be on it used to be on the freshman tour. Yeah, right? you should. the prospective student student tour. I hope it still is. I believe it is. I don't know. We will have to ask we'll have to ask Harry at some point. Yeah. But uh this has been the Dingo Talk Alumni Tour. I am Carla Guadagnino, Mrs. Chambers, class of nineteen sixty one. And don't forget to hit like and subscribe on this video and we will catch you next week, Chuckle.